That's one minute in. Hopefully that's not too long. And welcome to the Wicked Awesome Podcast. My name is Matt. I'll be your host. I am also known as Brother Wicked, which I'm getting used to that. I think I like being called Brother Wicked. I apologize for being so obnoxious about that. Welcome, Lady Rebecca and father brian into the live show it is humid here in waldo county maine though it's not too hot getting these misty showers geez allergies are bad i get this recurring rash especially on my face uh, and if i stay ahead of it with claritin it tends not to develop uh, I don't know. It's improving a little bit now, but man, thank you for sharing the show. Father Brian, you are definitely Brother Wicked to us. Well, thank you, Father Brian and Lady Rebecca. It's going to get hot later in the week. I hear that Lady Rebecca and Father Brian had some uh, air conditioning issues that got fixed by their landlord. Thank goodness you have a good landlord. Allergies are crushing me too, Brother Wicked. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it is that time of the year in many places. Then you add the fires that are going on out west and all the smoke that is just everywhere across the country. Illinois, Minnesota. My dad just came back from Minnesota. It was there. And it's here, all the way on the east coast. Nasty stuff. Yeah. We're all doomed. Yes, we are, Father Brian. Yeah. The climate news yesterday was not good. It's like we've done almost irreversible damage to the planet. Yet there are deniers out there that will just go about life like, no big deal. Yeah, yeah. But no, there's, there gets, we are at a point where we really have to start doing something more than what we're doing now. Uh, Stout probably won't make it in tonight. He's really busy down in Florida working. He's working day and night or day into the night. So he may join us later. We'll see. It looks like this Saturday night, Eric and I are going to do the, finally do the review of the Cure's Disintegration album. And Miles, my son, is going to join us as well. So that ought to be interesting. Thursday and Friday are supposed to be hot as a dickens. Saturday's going to cool down. Saturday night will be a good time to do a podcast. I will address this past Saturday, (coughs) excuse me, this past Saturday night show that I did impromptu. As some people know, I got trolled for the first time. And I'll say one thing about it on this show, and I hope to never ever bring it up again 
basically some Nazi jerk imitating somebody else, another podcaster, kept coming into the podcast. I would block this person. He would come back in with more racist garbage shared the shared my show i don't know where they're sharing the show to and uh, i will use potty mouth in a live show that i will not that a show that isn't going to be published at a later time i will use potty mouth and i use quite a bit of it on saturday night when this happened i use enough potty mouth to make father brian blush and anyway, after a while, they did stay away. One thing I will remember most about that show, that was the most I've ever, uh, how, how should I word it? That was the most popular live show I've ever had. More people came into the room that night than any other. Not that everyone stayed the whole time, but it was a good steady seven to ten people the pretty much the whole time. Rounding third, Pig Squirrel, Lady Rebecca, uh, Father Brian stayed till the end, and I thank you for that. But I'm just going to remember it as a good show. I played some music that I enjoyed. It was incredibly, incredibly easy to do. And I'm having, sorry, bear with me, I'm having a hard time sharing this to Twitter. It was an easy show to do. I didn't even have my headphones on most of the time. I spoke into the microphone when I felt like it. I was able to walk around the apartment, go through my records to see ones would kind of fit the mood, and they did. I was able to eat my nachos. I made some chili, made some nachos. So it was a fun show to do, and it was actually something I needed to do. I didn't have plans for Saturday night, uh, COVID variant is bad in Waldo County right now. So it was a good weekend to not go out and socialize with strangers. So, but I wanted to do something, and that really helped me. Again, podcasting is my therapy. And I am going to take away from that show how positive it was. And how people hung around. People really enjoyed the music. I could picture Father Brian and Little Man dancing to Madness. Pink Squirrel uh, said how much she really needed to just the positivity and the music and hearing me. So it's flattering. And that's what I'm going to take away from this. Too often, getting back to the trolls, we bring attention to people that are attention-seeking for the wrong reasons. That's why I even hesitate to bring it up. I just bring it up because I want you to know my take on this. It's like when you get into politics, I don't want to know who Marjorie Taylor Greene is. I don't want to know who Matt Gates is. I don't want to know who Loretta Loborn is or whatever the heck her name is out in Colorado. I mean, these people are attention seekers without much background to what their positions to qualify for the positions that they're in, but yet the news cycle constantly focuses on them. Meanwhile, you have people who truly care that aren't attention seekers, and I'm talking some congressmen as well, that we've never heard of that are behind the scenes getting up every day and doing the work for us. I do believe, I firmly believe there are those people out there, but you never hear about them. 
And that said, we spend way too much time focusing on your Tucker Carlson's and Sean Hannity's of the world, and the more stupid stuff they say that gets, that makes headline news, the more popular they become, and the more money they make. Ben Shapiro was on the Bill Maher show this past Friday night, arguing with, and I forget his name, but uh, someone who did work for CNN, was also a policy guy, smart individual. So they started arguing back and forth, and Ben Shapiro got frustrated and said, well, I'm going to be sleeping on a bed of money tonight. You know, and everyone's just like, whoa. So we see what your motivation is, you asshole. Excuse my French. But that's what it comes down to. I often wonder if these jerks actually believe what they're saying. I wonder how much of it is a money game and how much conviction these individuals have. The ones with conviction, oftentimes we don't hear about. And that, again, I'll say it, it's sad. It's sad. And let me go back to the Chitty Chat room. And I'll get to be, I'll get to be funny here in a minute. Don't you worry. Okay. Uh, Justin, the host of the feature shows. Yeah, he is a nice guy, and he's the show that got hacked by this troll, and he didn't deserve it. And Misfits Vinyl, that's right. What's not to love about Misfits Vinyl? Beautiful Miss entered the live studio. If you're still here, Beautiful Miss, uh, I welcome you. If not, thanks for coming in for a few seconds. David Butler entered the live studio. And again, if you're still here, Yes, Marjorie Taylor Greene got a weak posting ban on Twitter for, you know, posting misinformation about COVID. And again, it just, it's all over the news. It becomes trending on Twitter. And it, it's just too bad that we have to hear about this individual every single day. And the only way to, to not hear about her anymore is to vote her out of office. Hopefully, hopefully she doesn't get a gig on Fox News or something. But Big Rich Dog entered the live studio. All right, and welcome. Let's see. I will say this. If uh, the trolls do come into the live room, and I'll end it here, I'll make the people I trust admins. You can kick them out uh, if I don't get to it quick enough, and I'm not going to bring attention to them. And I apologize to the people in the chitty chat room that have to see it but verbally i won't bring attention to it i'll just do what i do behind the scenes report it to podbean and go from there if it continues i might have to find another platform and i don't want to do that i'm not there yet i'm not there yet and i really truly don't want to do that okay in this show topics will include talk regarding movies the suicide squad the breakfast club and I'll also talk about last week's trivia night. I already mentioned the Chris Stout thing, C. Stout thing. And, oh, yeah, I'm going to talk about celebrity crushes as well. I'll wait till rounding third comes in. He better come in before I tell that story. So rounding third today, I came. Uh, I'm going to be talking about the uh, new Suicide Squad. Yeah, the other one was a piece of garbage. Yeah, so I'll talk. Uh, we'll be talking about the new one. Ooh, Chewbacca. All right. Chewbacca entered the live studio. I didn't know I'd get a real Star Wars cast member on here. 
Chewie, can you call in and go, that'd be awesome. All right. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Chewbacca. The Wrap It Up podcast. Enter the live studio. Welcome. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. I'll take it. Wrap it up. Okay, if you can name who sang that song, I'll give you a t-shirt if if I ever get them. You have a new logo. I am going to make up some t-shirts as giveaways, as prizes. Um, I'll give them away to loyal listeners, and that'll be it. I'm not looking to make money off uh, merchandise or t-shirts. T-shirts are good giveaways. And you're doing me a favor because you're advertising the show as you walk around. Okay. Feel free, Father Brian, if you want to get a back tattoo of uh, my new logo, feel free. That's always that's always good. All right. So going back to last Wednesday, after last night's podcast, I had a trivia night. Ask Magic is the name of the team at Thrush's Brewery in Searsmont, Maine. I knew it was going to be... <laughs> um, I knew it was going to be a rough night because they ran out of fizzy water. I'm like, oh my goodness, I got to drink tap water, not the fizzy kind. Scooby entered the live studio. Welcome, Scooby. So we get in. Typically, we do quite well. We won the week before. And the topics were difficult. Usually, I do well with the sports questions, but the sports topic this week was Olympics. I didn't know any of the answers to the Olympics questions. We're in first, there's two rounds on trivia night. There's like a halftime in between the rounds. So in the first round, we're up, we're winning. The second round is where the double point questions come in and then the bonus questions come in. The bonus question. This was the bonus question. What are the five educational pillars of the Olympics? Essentially, what are the five values of the Olympics? And so we guess, as most every team did there, we said things like integrity, excellence, you know, blah, 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 you know, those types of things, because we didn't know leadership, right? Leadership's always a big one. Character, honesty. No, I don't know if honesty would be. Yeah, honesty and integrity kind of go together. Let me have a sip of water here. Anyway, so I'm thinking nobody is going to get this. But in the end, we came in second place because of that five-part bonus question. There was one team that got all five. And they're not, I'm not even going to look up what they are. They're, They're not just single words. They're like sentences. They're like phrases, like, you know, uh, power from blah, 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 you know, that type of thing. They knew all five. Who knows that? Who knows that? And how dare they have more useless knowledge than I have? <laughs> so we lost. So going into tomorrow night, man, it's just like my competitive juices are flowing for the trivia. Wicked, wicked. All right. Uh, and then. Thursday, so Suicide Squad, I'll talk about the Suicide Squad, and I'm not going to give away any spoilers. I'm not going to tell you really what the movie's about. 
I'm not going to give you a 20-minute review. There's all kinds of reviews, I mean, fan reviews out there. I mean, like most comic book movies, this is what you get. You get a lot of fan reviews, and uh, it gets obnoxious after a while. Let me text rounding third. We've got to get rounding third in here. Yes, uh, Rebecca, Lady Rebecca just said it, it was gory. Absolutely. And that's, and I'll talk about that a little bit. Um, what I found was at the beginning, I'm like, okay, jeez, oh, there's some characters from the previous movie. Well, there's uh, some bad CGI on one of the characters. And, and then I'm just thinking, oh, great. Another shitty DC movie. Here we go. But then the story goes on. And then uh, there's new characters that come in. And I'm like, oh. And it's kind of funny in spots. Then the violent, the violence. Holy cow. You want to talk about gratuitous violence. Woo. You know, and there's a reason this movie's rated R. It's, at some point, this is going to come out on Amazon, and you're going to read a bunch of one-star reviews that state, um, I watched this movie with my eight-year-old, and oh my goodness, I just couldn't believe the violence. I just how oh, just awful in the language. It's just like, because it's rated R, not recommended for kids. Yeah, you know, just because there's a walking shark in the movie that looks kind of friendly doesn't mean it's like Bruce from Finding Nemo. You know, it's not meant for kids. So you have to know that right away. And if you don't, then you're pretty naive, quite frankly. And there is one scene, there's there was one scene I knew I probably shouldn't have laughed at, but I did. And I won't tell you what scene it is, but it's the rescue scene that happens eh, kind of about a third of the way in. I just laugh. Uh, Miles, my son, laughed too. And then I'll leave it at this. The storyline's pretty good. It's easy to follow. The character development is just enough. Unlike the first one where you didn't really know much about the characters, you get to know just enough, just enough about these ones to make it okay. The action scene at the end of the movie, which is pretty lengthy, is probably the best action scene I've seen in the movie in a long time. And that made it, and it, in the reviews I'm seeing, that point doesn't come up enough. The action scene at the end, which is pretty lengthy, is awesome. Awesome. Again, if you don't like gratuitous, grotesque, bloody violence, then it's probably not for you. And that's okay. That's okay. Not everything... Not every movie fits our taste, and that's okay. Okay, here I send out a text. I am live now. I am live now. All right, here we go. Hey, look, that's me, entered the live studio. Welcome. Hey, look, that is me. Welcome to the Wicked Awesome Podcast. Hope you stay around for a while. And listen, participate in the chitty chat room, 
have a few laughs with us, and just generally have a good time, good, good time in a drama-free zone. Last week, I meant to talk about The Breakfast Club. I didn't get into it because um, I split up the show. The two-hour show last week, the first hour was my hot mess broadcast, and the second hour was my Father Brian interview. So the first hour, I talked about 16 Candles at length and ran out of time. So I didn't talk about The Breakfast Club. So I'm going to talk about it a little bit right now, as a matter of fact. The Breakfast Club... Uh, was a movie or is a movie that's very popular with Gen Xers. So I created a poll in social media or on the face thing and Twitter. What is your favorite John Hughes movie? I mentioned 16 Candles, The Breakfast Club, and Uncle Buck. Almost uh, the Twitter poll did choose The Breakfast Club as the favorite, but not overwhelmingly. Uh, there was a little bit of balance there, 16 Candles being second. Uncle Buck tends to get a little underappreciated. I do like that movie. But then on the face thing, holy Jesus, you wouldn't believe all the people that chose The Breakfast Club. I mean, like a lot of people responded. I had one response for 16 Candles, which is, would have been my choice. I like them all. I like them all. But... Uh, yeah, overwhelmingly, two people chose Uncle Buck, uh, one person chose 16 Candles, and then it was like 20-some-odd people chose The Breakfast Club. And I'm like, really? Wow. That, I guess it didn't really surprise me. Um, that's an anthem show. Yeah, yeah. It's, And I think what it is, it's it plays into stereotypes of that particular decade quite well. You have the jock. You have the girl that's a total freak. You have the beauty queen, popular girl. Uh, did I mention the jock yet? I think I did. Okay, if I didn't, the jock. You have the nerdy kid. And then you have just the real kind of badass kind of guy that, you know, just kind of makes fun of it all. It's the original Big Brother. That's a good description, actually. Throw a bunch of randos into a library or a beach house, and you kind of get the same result. That's a really good description. I like that. Welcome, Teresa. Welcome to the Wicked Awesome Podcast. Yeah. So the Breakfast Club is kind of like Big Brother. It was Big Brother before Big Brother. I like that. See? Interesting observations here on the podcast. Um, I will say this. I can't identify i mean i grew up in the 80s i was 14 when that movie came out uh i'm older than probably every listener on here which makes me feel wonderful by the way i can't i grew up in that decade i can't identify with any of those groups or characters and I'm going to elaborate on that a little bit. I certainly can't. I can't. I I can't relate to the beauty queen, the jock. I did play sports, but I wasn't that good, quite frankly. So I can't really relate to him. The nerdy guy, no, uh, no, not really. The brainy nerdy kid, no. And the absolute freak that everyone was kind of afraid of, no. And the kind of badass that, uh, you know, 
just rebelled against everything. Uh, that wasn't me either. However, I can relate to pieces of all of those characters. Therefore, I can relate to the movie. It's interesting. All right. Exit Zero Zombie. What a great name. People are coming in with awesome names. Welcome. Doreen, welcome. All right. Okay. Welcome all. Seeing some new faces in here, which is always a good thing. And I wonder, smoking pot in the library, wonder if that smelled really obvious. I mean, the principal would have smelled that marijuana, right? Right? I mean, that's one flaw I see in that movie. Another flaw, too, that whole Emilio Estevez scene, after he smokes pot and all of a sudden he's dancing and all over the place and acting all energetic, it's like, that's not really a accurate interpretation of how people act after they smoke marijuana. Yeah, of course they would have known later, Rebecca. Yeah, they would have smelled that. The janitor would have smelled that. Of course, the janitor and the principal were drinking, like, in the filing room. So, you know, maybe they did, Maybe they smelled it and didn't care. No, no, the principal would have cared. He was kind of a jerk. But then that Emilio Estevez scene, it's just like, oh, come on. Okay, if I was with that group and... I smoked pot in the library that day. This is how it would have gone down with me. First of all, I would have been paranoid as hell that we were going to get caught. So that paranoia would have lasted for quite a while. Then Judd Nelson would have talked me down. And I would have calmed down. Then I just, I would have climbed into the ceiling, gone into the cafeteria, and ate everything in sight. Everything I could find. Then I'd take a nap on the floor. And then that would be my role. That'd be my character in the breakfast club right there if that happened. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, I'd have to get back to the library somehow at the end of detention at the end of the day. But, yeah, that's how that would have gone down. Then the scene with Emilio's Estev like uh, screaming in the enclosed office area there and breaking the glass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that scene could have been taken out. But, yeah, overall, really good movie. And Judd Nelson was cast perfectly in that movie. John Hughes uh, also considered John Cusack and Nicolas Cage. Now, Nicolas Cage would have been good in that role. John Cusack sometimes annoys me, sometimes I like him. But he went with a relative unknown in Judd Nelson, also from Maine. Judd Nelson is from Maine, even still comes to Maine, as a matter of fact. But what's interesting is perfectly, he was cast perfectly in that movie, but he hasn't done much of anything since. So when Judd Nelson leaves this earth, he's forever going to be known as that that guy in the Breakfast Club. I can't even remember the character's name. That would be a good trivia question. What was Judd Nelson's character name in the Breakfast Club? Anybody know? Anybody know without Googling it? Bender. Oh, very good. Okay. Was it Bender? Like the same 
like the same name as uh, the robot in Futurama? That's right. I guess it was. I've seen the movie only like five times. I haven't seen it probably in 20 years. John Bender. That's right. His name was John Bender. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. Good. Um, I'm 28 minutes into this show. Indeed, I am. Emilio Estevez was supposed to play the role originally. Yes. Yes. Somehow I knew that, too. That would have been weird. Emilio Estevez could not have pulled that, pulled off that role. No way. No way. Yep. No way, no way, no how. Um, I'm also watching the boys. Uh, this will be another Brat Pack uh, actress name for you. I'm watching the boys on Amazon, and Elizabeth Shue is in that show. Now, Elizabeth Shue, we know from Adventures in Babysitting. She was in Cocktail, that movie with Tom Cruise. Uh, she was in Leaving Las Vegas. She did a really good job in that. That was a not a very happy movie. And I haven't seen her around in a while. In fact, uh, on one TV show on HBO called High Maintenance, there's a bunch of like actors, this scene where a bunch of actors are behind stage wondering where Elizabeth Shue had gone to. And they start singing a song, Where Have You Gone, Elizabeth Shue? And I'm here to tell the story about Elizabeth Shue. When I was 16 years old, I met Elizabeth Shue. True story. Lame claim to fame. I was a member at the golf course in Brooks, Maine, Country View. Played there yesterday, as a matter of fact. Still around. And um, so I'm sitting in the clubhouse after playing a lot of golf. I'm eating something, drinking a soda pop. And uh, so in walks this uh, older gentleman with this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful 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 young lady and i'm into and uh uh chris just texted me and said he won't make it tonight which i kind of suspected uh anyway i'm wondering who is this uh very attractive young lady and i'm like and then i was wondering how old she was come to find out she's like seven years older than me but she looked you know younger than that and, but I did know she was a little bit older than me. So as my, you know, jaws dropping on the ground, whatever, I kind of eavesdrop in on the conversation she's having with the owner's wife behind the counter. And she's, so anyway, the owner's wife knows the gentleman who is the father of Elizabeth Shue. Come to find out the father uh, lived, he died a few years ago, lived locally. And Elizabeth Shue would come up and visit him uh, in the summer, right in the same town that I played golf in. How about that? And uh, anyway, she's talking, and uh, the, the owner's wife goes, so you're the actress. Uh, what movie are you in? Uh, what, what's the movie that you're in now? And she goes, Adventures in Babysitting. And the movie had just come out. The movie had just come out. And I'm thinking to myself, eh, okay, she's probably got a small part. But come to find out, no, that's actually her. So I stand up, kind of walk towards the garbage can, and uh, 
then she looks at me, I look at her, and I go, hi, hi, and I wave. And she said, oh, hello. And that's how I met Elizabeth Shue. And uh, then I remember uh, she went to the first D, and she, on her drive, I just remember her drive. I only saw her first shot. Holy cow, she smacked the shit out of that ball. She hit it a long, long ways. But anyway, that's my Elizabeth Shoe story. And I'm glad you are here to listen to my Elizabeth Shoe story. All right. Okay. Holy cow, this might be a short show. It's been a long day. Jeez. I uh, had Zumba class tonight. My uh, Zumba sensei uh, broke her toe a couple weeks ago. And so tonight I actually ended up teaching a few of the routines that she couldn't do because she can't jump around on it uh, just yet. But then I got back here, had just enough time to stop at the store. The store was out of fizzy water, too. What's this uh, mad rush on fizzy water? I can't find fizzy water. But I grabbed a sandwich and just ate that on the way back to the apartment, hopped in the shower, knowing that... uh, it's podcast time, but whew, to tell you, and after working all day, I'm exhausted. I did, I'm tired. I just get tired. Yes, indeed. Yes. Um, not a very active chat room tonight, and that's okay. Sometimes that happens. Uh, celebrity crushes is I also have here. So I do my music show on Saturday night and Sunday I have band practice in one of the bands I play in Blackledge. So we're working on some songs. We've been working on I Want You to Want Me by Cheap Trick quite a bit. It's a good song. It sounds simple, but it's actually got timing and weird chord changes here or there. So it's hard for us to get those things down. We finally got it. But after working on that for a while, we took a break, walked outside, and as we're walking back inside, the lead singer grabs the microphone and starts singing. And this is what he starts singing. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice. And I cut him off right there. I said, please don't. Please don't. Just no. Please, no foreigner. Please don't sing foreigner. Please, please don't sing foreigner. I just, I, I just, I couldn't take it. It's like, I've been very tolerant for a long time. And uh, there some days I just can't deal with uh, what I perceive as musical taste as that is subpar. Sandra Sam, welcome to the live studio. If you're still here, feel free to join in the chat. We always have fun here. And they laughed, but I did get him to stop. I did get him to stop. Uh, sorry, had to shower, be in a couple. All right, that's from rounding third. We'll be in. Hey, Lil Jay. Oh, my goodness, Lil Jay's in the studio. Hello, Lil Jay. Oh, my goodness. I just annoyed myself. If I talk like that again, I'll kick my own ass. Okay. Please ensure that I never, ever talk like that again, people. You got to call me out on this stuff. Okay. All right. Welcome, Lil Jay from Idaho. Indeed. 
Indeed. You missed a conversation on uh, what have I been talking about here? I talked about Suicide Squad. I talked about Zumba. I talked about The Breakfast Club. Uh, talked about Trivia Night last night. Uh, last week's Trivia Night, sorry. We're getting ready for tomorrow night's trivia. Uh, Stout's not co-hosting tonight. And uh, talked quite a bit about The Breakfast Club. Oh, I met Elizabeth Shue. I told that story. That was a good story. So that's kind of the recap right there, you know. Uh, yeah so uh, you don't need to listen to wicked brother wicked's show this is what happened yeah that's all you have to do how are things out in idaho little jay things going well out there you know do you have wildfires in little idaho you probably don't because you probably don't have many trees isn't it flat out there no no i'm thinking of iowa idaho actually has rocky mountains and stuff yeah yeah they do they do uh so anyway i was then i just then i i just got onto this kick about foreigner you know i think we play two songs by foreigner in this cover band that's about my limit and uh, no journey we don't play journey which is a godsend they know my they know my views on the band journey and we avoid that thank you bella welcome to live Wicked Awesome Studio, and my buddy Rounding Third just joined too. All right, Cubella. I joined Cubella for a little bit today in Milt's show. Uh, Milt's show is fun to call into every once in a while. We just talk about random stuff. And hey, 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 Rounding Third. Speaking of Zumba class, Rounding Third today on Instagram sends me this video of these women doing this hula thing. And he asked me if I did this in my Zumba class. And I don't know. These women are wearing like these short skirts, not like the straw Hawaiian shirts that you think of. But how does anyone shake their ass like that? I mean, it's really, I mean, you got to really practice. And then to do it, you know, synchronous, like the timing of that, it's pretty amazing. It's like, holy cow, how do you do that? I mean, I wouldn't be able to do that, teach that in my class. I mean, my butt would shake once to the side and then I'd throw out a hip. I mean, at any age, I wouldn't be able to do that. Hey, Corazon, how you doing? I think Corazon's following me on the Instagram now, too. A lot of you now are uh, 20 active fires in Idaho. No kidding. So there's a lot of fires out there. Yeah. Lady Rebecca. Yeah. Uh, my Instagram, um, if you're friends with me on Instagram and you know me from here, your friends, I follow you and we follow each other because I trust you, okay? Because I don't use the Wicked Awesome name in Instagram. I don't share my Instagram info in the show notes. So if we're friends there and I started following you, vice versa, it's because I trust you. And thank you. It's, I mean, it's, it's a fun platform that I don't use much. But um, it's interesting. I'm gaining a following there, gaining a following on Twitter, but not so much on Podbean. Uh, I, the only way I gain followers on Podbean, I've discovered, is with live listeners. And sometimes I really have to almost beg for it. Well, I hate to use that word, but it, it's true. So it's very, very small. The following I get uh, on Podbean is very, very small. But on social media, it's it's growing by leaps and bounds, which, hey, great, great. And I'm not 
going to be forever committed to this p- platform. I love the live shows. The live shows actually are becoming more active, and I'm grateful for that. Um, I just don't know what the right balance is between public shows and live shows at this point. Uh, I would like to have more people listen to the published episodes. Uh, and I don't know how to do that other than maybe just doing pre-recorded shows, editing them and sending them out. But we'll see. We'll see. I'll stick with this for now. Cause I like the, uh, I like the comments in the chat room. I like interacting with the uh, chat room as well. So, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, rounding third, I don't shake my ass in Zumba class like that because I can't. And actually, I'm not sure that's Zumba anyway. Uh, I'll have to share what he shared with me. On I'll share it uh, in Instagram. And uh, yeah, that's where I'll share it. I'll share it in Instagram. Yep. Very good. I just got something from the CNN. Children and teens in the U.S. now get more than two-thirds of their calories from ultra. Hold on. Ultra-processed food, I believe they're saying. Yep. I do, Alice. And I try to tell my kids that. It's like all these diet fads and everything else about eating healthy. The only way to eat healthy is to eat whole foods. Okay. If it comes in a package with ingredients on it, it's not a whole food. Even if it tries to tell you that it's a healthy food, chances are it is not. Rounding third said, it made me Zumba. Lil J says, what? wait, you need to speak in that high-pitched voice again. Oh, my goodness. I might have to kick my own ass, like I said. Actually, next time, I noticed that Lady Rebecca uh, on the Planet ADHD show, if uh, someone belongs to their fan club and they enter the live studio, she'll speak in a high-pitched voice. It, it works for her. But when I do it, it, it kind of sounds annoying. Uh, so so I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, but <laughs> little Jay. <laughs> oh, someone's, Corazon said something about Zumba. I got to go up. I love Zumba. I love Zumba. I love Zumba, but it kicks my ass. Less of it. it can kick mine. I tell you what, teaching it is really kicks my ass. If I'm taking it as a student, I can kind of take breaks at my own pace. But when you're teaching it, holy cow, you got to do every move and be spot on. And a lot of times you don't have time to even pause for a water break. And it's like, whoo, I tell you what, that's a workout and a half. Okay. I tell you what, the next person that comes in the live studio that I recognize will speak in a little J. Uh, I'll speak in a voice as I did when little J came in the room, but somebody's got to come in the room. Okay. That's, that's how this works. Somebody's got to come in the room. All right. Excuse me. Thank you for sharing the show. The live show that is. Rounding third, like the show. That's a new thing on here. You can click on a heart after 240 seconds and like the show. Um, I like that. I like it that you like the show. Yeah. Uh, So the other story, oh, is it 300? Yeah, 300. Okay. Uh, Thank you, Q Bella, for liking the show. So the other story I have to tell about band practice, my band practice the other day. So I, I put an end to that foreigner business. Uh, no singing foreigner but then uh 
So this happened right before uh, we started playing, setting up, tuning our instruments. Somehow we got on the topic. Oh, I know how we got on the topic. We we started talking about superhero movies, and then someone mentioned the Linda Carter Wonder Woman TV series and how he owns all the every every episode on DVD of the uh, original TV series with Linda Carter. And I said, you know, Linda Carter is one actress from my childhood that I always wanted to see naked, but I never did. I never got to see pictures of uh, Linda Carter naked. Um, and then, so we started going around about actresses from our youth that we wanted to see naked. Somebody, of course, mentioned Daisy Duke, Catherine Bach from The Dukes of Hazard. All of us wanted to see her naked. As far as I know, there are no nude pictures of Catherine Bach out there that I'm aware of, that are real anyway. I mean, you could, anything could be fabricated these days. And then um, somebody mentioned Lonnie Anderson, the actress from WKRP in Cincinnati. Can't remember her I can't remember her character name on WKRP. There's a trivia question for you. What was Lonnie Anderson's name, uh, character name on WKRP in Cincinnati? Yeah. Hey, yee. Hey, Chris Unplugged. Welcome to the live studio. Uh, someone mentioned Raquel Welch. It's like Raquel Welch, who incredibly beautiful, but uh, all the pictures of her that were almost naked, she's covering up her... Um, uh, the the interesting parts if you will so there there was that uh so i mean this, i mean so this is kind of a naughty conversation we're having before band practice and then i said you know who i always wanted to see naked for a celebrity actress was elvira mistress of the dark elvira mistress of the dark and the guitar player goes, oh, well, all you got to do there is type in Cassandra Peterson into Google. And that's where my story ends. I'm not going to tell the rest of that story. Chris, how you doing? Yay! Chris is here. Yay! <laughs> that's for you, little Jay. And I knew Chris would appreciate that. I know. Isn't that awful rounding a third? That's awful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Round the third said he wanted to see Betty White naked. Yeah. Well, yeah to each his own. To each his own. Yeah. 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 Okay. And we're still on that Zumba meets belly dancing. I don't know if that's a belly dancing video or not. I, I think it's like who I think it is belly dancing. At first I thought it was belly dancing. Then I'm like, well, it kind of resembles hula too. So. But holy cow, I can't wiggle my butt like that. Gee, hats off to anyone that can. Jeez. Yep. I haven't heard that scream since seventh grade. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of screams like that, um, Rounding likes the Grammys. Well, maybe he does. I mean, teach his own. And I don't judge. I don't judge. I mean... I mean, when I was talking about all these actresses that we wanted to see naked as a, I mean, I was, I'm speaking from like a 13 year old boy point of view. I mean, as you get older, those things don't become as important. 
you notice I said as. Um, so beautiful mess. Welcome back to a live studio. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, what was I talking about? Well, we're talking about hula dancing. I was going to get on to something else. I was going to, what else was I going to talk about? I lost my train of thought. Oh, ass shaking. Yeah. Talk about ass shaking. Yeah. Um, and I guess, can I guess you can actually take twerking classes out there too, where you can learn how to twerk. And, uh, I mean, everyone knows about pole dancing classes, but I mean, I shouldn't equate what rounding third shared with me to anything like that because it's not really a stripper move. It's more of an art form in the belly dancing hula thing, which we really can't equate with stripping. There's a well-known belly dancer in Brooks, Maine, who teaches classes in Belfast and will even do performances. Uh, very comfortable doing it in front of people. Very good at what she does. I've known of several women that have taken classes from her. So anyway, at the Varney Building in Brooks, a few years ago, there was a talent show to raise money for something. My daughter and I show up to, uh, you know, do a song, do a couple songs. And the belly dancer shows up. And she's one of the first ones to perform. So I'm sitting there with my ex-wife and uh, one of our female friends who's uh, very, very religious. Very religious. Uh, I would say can get turned off, offended by people who are idiots. Uh, let me say that. But anyway, the belly dancer does her performance. Then some old guy taps the female friend of my ex-wife and ours on the shoulder. He doesn't even know this woman and says to her, geez, if I would have known any better, I would think she was a stripper. And it's like, dude, talk about the wrong thing to say to the wrong person at the wrong time. It's like, that's like one of those things that just made me want to cringe, like just walking to a closet, hide in a closet, like, and just, you know, curl myself up in the fetal position with the lights off, like, oh, dude, wrong thing to say, no. Oh, geez. And now people in the chat room are still talking about this video. Yeah, this video is quite the thing. Absolutely. Hey, Katrina with a mother F and K entered the live studio. How you doing? How you doing? Good to see you. Jeez, active room. I'm glad to see an active room here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, so good. So I guess Instagram is going to be the kind of social media platform for the loyal listeners of this show and uh, kind of the loyal listeners everywhere um, around uh, Podbean because I see a lot of, and I don't go into a lot of shows. The shows I go into, I go into Planet ADHD. I go into Milk Dog Show when I can. I just pop in and out of Milk Dog Show and I like Milk Dog. Milk Dog's a good guy. Yeah, I mean, you can't help but love Milk Dog. I love the characters that kind of go into his show. I love the laughs that are produced. I mean, it's just, you know, hey, if you have time to go in, <clears throat> even for five or ten minutes at a time, it's a, it's a delight. I like it when I enter 
the room and he goes wicked welcome i just i love that i love that i love the greeting i get from milt when i enter the room uh chris unplug show i uh enter um uh and i wish i could enter more often friday night sometimes can be hard depending on what i'm doing but when i do enter i always enjoy it and i always appreciate chris uh, listening in on this show and participating in the live chat room. He's a good guy and a great show. And yeah. So uh, chat room active. All right. Let me scroll back up, see what I'm missing out. See if we're okay. Thank you. Thank you. Christina, you're welcome. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to read everything word for word. Everyone's greeting Christina. Yeah. Yeah. Where the F is Stout? Stout couldn't make it. Stout's busy. Yeah, Stout's busy. He's been really busy. In fact, this I was just saying, I'm going to do, hey, Eric. Eric's uh, speaking of the devil. I was just going to mention him. Eric, oh, thank you. You're so sweet, little Jay. Eric, uh, Miles and I, my son Miles, are going to do a album review show this coming Saturday. Uh, uh, the Cure's Disintegration. I know Eric's excited about that. And the album review shows actually get a lot of listeners uh, after the fact. Uh, and uh, it's, not, it's not for everyone when you enter the live room. Uh, some people hang around. Some new people will hang around for those shows to listen. But it's not for everybody. It's like when I played the Misfits the other night. And then, I mean, if you're not into, like, hardcore punk, you're probably not going to hang around. That's okay. To each his own. uh at rounding third some bitch you haven't seen the full video then oh okay uh thanks for the high-pitched squeal absolutely a high-pitched squeal good good eric my friend eric you got it little jay okay all right uh so yeah thank you for liking the show again okay all right so i gotta talk i gotta keep talking Geez, I got to keep talking. What am I going to talk about? Oh, I know what I'm going to talk about. I have a problem. I have a, pro- I have a problem. I have a problem. This is the problem. Okay. I don't know if any of you listened to the interview I did with the Kevins from Gutting the Sacred Cow. It was a, it was, it didn't, it wasn't something I did live here. It was a pre-recorded thing that I published. But anyway, I love their show. Um, they're movie reviewers. The concept is some a guest will come in and try to say a good movie is a bad movie like this week the movie was ferris bueller the hosts liked the movie the guests came in and is trying to convince these guys that no ferris bueller actually is not a good movie and it's funny they're comedians they invite other comedians in and all that so as i'm interviewing these guys uh, probably a month ago maybe a little bit more i mentioned a guy by the name of Dave Landau. They've had Dave Landau as a guest on their show three times. I, at that point, I had listened to one of the shows that he came in as a guest on, and I laughed my ass off. It was for Goodwill Hunting. It was funny. It was incredibly funny. Then I went back, and he also did Philadelphia. And actually, he was on this week to do the Ferris Bueller one, which I haven't listened to. So I type in Dave Lando. I'm like, who the hell is this Dave Landau guy? Come to find out he's a reputable or com- comedian. 
You can find him on Comedy Central all over the place. He just released a comedy album this week, and it's shot to number one, beating out Bill Burr, uh, Jimmy Galafigan, like, you know, so people know who this guy is. But then I did some research, and this is the problem that I'm having. He is a guest host on the Steven Crowder show. If you don't know who Steven Crowder is, he's a jerk. He's on YouTube. He's a one of these college dropout guys that got his name for himself in a couple bad movies, then appeared on Fox News a few times, acted like a dick, and then started his own YouTube show. If Fox News doesn't like him, that tells you something. So anyway, he becomes popular on YouTube, and Dave Landau gets on there as a co-host, and these guys are awful. Uh, you know, there's something to be said about racism and bigotry and whether or not it's blatant racism or uh, bigotry and just outright homophobia, what have you. And these guys walk about as fine of a line as you can imagine when it comes to those topics. They've been demonetized a couple times through YouTube. And uh, then reading some of the scripts of this Dave Landau guy, of the things that he has said, especially about homosexuals, you know, right out of, I mean, just outright, just awful, ignorant stuff. You know, later he was apologetic and said, oh, it's just meant to be funny, but it's not. It's not. I won't even repeat some of the stuff. So now it's like I was praising this guy and saying how funny he was on the interview I did with these co-hosts. And when you were listening to Getting the Sacred Cow, it doesn't come across. Uh, these guys are non-political, the hosts of the show. And when you listen to the Dave Landau episodes, maybe there's a joke here or there, but it doesn't come across as anything uh, other than maybe a little bit juvenile. Um, you know, sometimes I will, you know, some gay jokes may slide by in here but it's all in good fun you know even if it offended anyone i mean it's never directed towards anyone or any group it's just kind of high school guys high school mates ribbing each other so it's a dilemma for me the comedy central stuff that he does the stand-up stuff the political stuff doesn't come out some of the stories he tells are actually really funny so where do you what do you do in a situation like that? Can you enjoy the comedy parts, the genius, really, of the comedy? Or do you get kind of, or does just this, the bigotry stuff kind of just overwhelm it? I mean, how much do you read into it before you, I, I, I don't know. I guess I'm throwing it out there because I'm kind of in a dilemma about it. And I don't know if I would ever, I do, I will say this. I do know that people that come on to this show have different political and social beliefs than I do. Some people may believe in some conspiracies or what I would consider conspiracies. Um, some of you may go on to these borderline Q shows, make comments. Some of you may just have diff highly different political and social beliefs than I do. However, you do not bring it into here. You never bring it into here. 
I mean, there might be a general opinion that we disagree on. I mean, Eric and I disagree, certainly. And we, I mean, this whole podcast started with Eric and I talking about our political differences and how we could still get along. And that's the, and I still like to continue that same message, if you will. We can all get along if we have different beliefs. But when it gets into outright just bigotry, borderline hatred, in the guise of being funny, I guess, where do you draw the line? I'll throw that out there to you. And I mean, we're not, I'm not going to get the answer to this tonight. Okay. And I mean, I do not want to offend anyone that's listening that has different views in mind because I'm not attacking you. I'm not attacking you at all. Once again, I appreciate that it's not brought here and that we can all have some fun together. Okay, let me go up. I know this is pretty active. Okay. Alrighty then. Can we go back to the ass shaking? Yeah, the ass shaking was pretty fun to talk about, wasn't it? I prefer the show over the duck anytime. Ha ha ha. I probably didn't go up. Blah, blah, blah. Da, 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 da. Looks like there's a lot of conversation kind of going on with each other. I'm in a position where I can get away with it quite a bit. Just like the first time. Nope, I find them directly. Blah, blah, blah. Looks like there's a side, side conversation going on. You were the podcast. This app needed. Uh, if that's to me, Father Brian, I appreciate that. Uh, if uh, Certainly that same thing would apply to Chris Unplugged as well i'm here for you wicked uh thank you chris thank you that's grounding about <laughs> right we're still on to this ass shaking video <laughs> oh that's great um okay starting hour two i did want to transition into something uh more personal for hour two tomorrow i'm hitting a milestone uh tomorrow august 11th will be the sixth anniversary of the day I stopped drinking alcohol. So it'll be six years sober. Uh, I never really considered myself an alcoholic. I certainly was someone that abused alcohol, especially towards the end. Um, and I want to talk about that a little bit. Thank you, little Jay. Well, look at awesome. I just found out that Chris Unplugged was the one in the front row. <laughs> Still talking about that video. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so what happened was I, I remember July 15th of that year, 2015. I was heading up to the family camp with my wife, then wife, and kids. Uh I didn't get my dream job uh, that I tried so hard for, and I was disappointed about that, and I was applying for jobs all over the place, and I knew I was going to have interviews coming up, uh, really just feeling down about myself and just anxious about life in general, and I was drinking a lot, typically by myself, typically in the backyard, just staring out into nothing just numbing myself of whatever anxiety uh, I had. Um, but I remember on that drive up, 
I said, and I meant it. I had a house. I had a job. Uh, my wife had a job. We were f- making money, uh, not living in poverty as we were struggling for many years when the kids were little. The kids were healthy, doing well. And I remember saying on that drive, everything I ever, ever wanted in life, I have right now. And I meant it. I meant it. I meant it. But I did not. It's the weirdest thing. But I was miserable. I was miserable in my own existence and just incredibly unhealthy. And uh, finally, I got a job that I shouldn't have taken because it was ill-defined, way too much responsibility, not much guidance. I knew it. Uh, I had to travel a ways to get to it. Hated it. Uh, Knew I was going to hate it, but just tried to fight with every fiber of my being uh, to just deal with it. So I'm like, okay, the best way for me to deal with this is to just deal with the demons and quit drinking. So I just quit. The last day I drank, uh, Miles, my son, asked me, Daddy, how many beers have you had? And I didn't lie to him. I said, oh, this is number seven. And I had a half a bottle of beer in my hand. I went to the bathroom, came back, and the beer bottle was empty. I'm like, what happened to my beer? And Miles, who was 12 at the time, or just about ready to turn 12, uh, said, Daddy, I dumped it out. You 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 drink too much, and I and that's when I knew then. Yep, and I've never had I've never had a drop of alcohol since. But what happened was this: I dealt with the biggest depression, anxiety I have probably ever, most certainly ever dealt with in my life, and it started a few days after that. It continued for about six weeks into my new job. Uh, I couldn't eat. I lost 30 pounds in those six weeks. I don't know if I just mentioned that. I developed this rash that I thought was uh, poison ivy, but looking back on it, it wasn't. It was a it was just this stress rash, head to toe. I remember my arms, I had like these huge hives, and I had to wear these bandages, these thick bandages. And even with the thick bandages, the, the uh, pus just kind of oozed through them on a daily basis. The, the last day I worked at that job, I remember going into the principal's office crying saying how awful i was doing finally i cracked and he knew i was about ready to even though i was doing the best i could to hold on to it i managed to somehow get through the day i called my wife a couple times in tears um yeah i i remember i had three meetings that day 
and I was supposed to take notes. I did not, I could not comprehend anything that was going on in those meetings. Not a word even sunk in. I often wondered after I left, well, I was supposed to take notes of those meetings, and I didn't. I wonder how they documented those after the fact. I told the secretary, who was actually my secretary, um, I'm going to leave early. Um, I'm just going to do some work at home. And I never stepped foot in the place again. On the drive home, which was 50 minutes, I was thinking about how I could just end it if I just crashed this car into a tree. But then I knew that it probably wouldn't do the job. Then I thought about where I could get a gun. Didn't have guns in the house. I did know my stepfather had one. My brother-in-law did. Thought about going there. I don't know if I would have carried through with it, but I just, this overall feeling that um, everyone was just better off without me. What a pathetic piece of shit. Can't get through just a normal day. Obviously, you're not going to be able to raise your kids or be a husband to your wife at that point of 14 years. I mean, my wife calls my mom. She was there before I got home. Uh, got taken to the emergency room, which then that started the whole kind of experience in the mental health system of this country. I sat on a cot. I laid on a cot because the emergency room was full out just kind of in the corner of this big open room. They gave me enough Ativan to put a horse to sleep. And then they took me two and a half hours away to Lewiston to the, a psych ward where I stayed for a week. And I probably should have stayed longer. Somehow through it all, I was able to contact my old boss from my previous job who had moved on to a local middle uh, local school district and there was a middle school opening for a special ed teacher and I got that job so two weeks after being in the mental hospital I started in on that job while I was at the mental hospital I you wouldn't believe some of the people that you run into in these places. Some people are there that are in the sim similar situation that I am. Some are severely uh, mentally ill and have been there for a while. Uh, some are just elderly people waiting for a spot in nursing homes. And, I mean, I can whole, write a whole book about what I experienced that week. But as I felt a little bit better each day and I was still full of anxiety and petrified of life and left too soon um, but even as I felt better all I wanted to do was help the people that were there it's like one young lady who's depressed it's just like don't just don't go to your room and go to sleep play play a game with me you know play phase 10 you know and that became my thing to do let's play skip ball let's play phase 10 come on you know it's just like, come on, you haven't eaten all day? Come on, man. It's like, you haven't joined this group today? It's just like, come on, you, you can join. Come on. 
you know, I, I mean, I, I just left knowing that I had this empathy and that if you don't understand mental illness and if you can't, if you're critical of people that just somehow can't put one foot in front of the other, you've never truly been in a position where you just wake up one day and you can't, you can't. A good number of us have, but so six years after that experience, um, I associate alcohol with having a complete mental breakdown and I, people can drink in front of me. I don't get the urge to drink ever. I don't mind if people drink around me. People ask, I get annoyed. I don't care if you drink around me, you know. I get annoyed by drunk people, especially drunk people my own age. I have noticed since I quit drinking, most people my age don't drink much. You know, in the social, even in social gatherings, nobody drinks to get blistered like I used to. Uh, as far as anxiety is concerned, it's just like it's in check. There's days that, like all of us, that are better than others. One thing that helps me is going for walks and just telling myself, you know what? I got out of bed today. I went, did the stuff I was supposed to do. Um, I just had a, I have a great relationship with my kids. Great relationship with my family. And you know what? This will pass. This will pass. And it does. And it does. And uh, this here, what I'm doing, podcasting, just kind of telling the story right now, uh, helps a lot too. But every time somebody has any type of mental kind of break, whether it be them, their kids, or whoever, it's just like my first reaction is of concern. Not dismissive. It's just like, holy shit. It's just like that feeling in my gut, like, damn it. I can relate to that. I can relate to that feeling. And it's like, it's a feeling that you wouldn't wish on your worst en enemy. You wouldn't because it's so terrible. It's as bad as any physical illness that I've ever had. And I've had pneumonia since then that almost, that put me in the hospital and nearly killed me. It's equivalent. <sighs> if not worse. What I did discover is when I first got out of the psych ward, I didn't tell people other than immediate family members. But slowly as I did, I was pleasantly surprised at how people just kind of sat and listened to me. And not that I told my whole story because it can be emotionally draining when you do that from all the time. And that's why I don't tell the story often. I tell bits and pieces of it here and there, but I don't exhaust people with it. But I was pleasantly surprised at how people just sat and listened and asked questions. And not out of judgment, out of understanding, or wanting to understand, and being like, oh my God, you poor guy, I am so freaking sorry. 
we're so worried about the stigma of mental illness and what people will think of us because we've had episodes like that. We say jokingly all the time, oh my goodness, that person's just crazy. That person's a freaking loon. But when it comes down to reality, people, uh, the, the actual realness of the situation, people are understanding. Which is a great, great thing to discover through this process. Thank you for people for listening to that story. And uh, if you're just joining in, I see a few people, some new faces. Uh, Ray Bexy. Uh, and um, yeah, and I mean, a lot of you uh, podcasters out there, especially, will share similar situations that you went through. And heck, a lot of times I'm worse. Uh, and it's. Man, my heart goes out to you. We have a common humanity out there. We care more than we give ourselves credit for. I honestly do believe that. Let me scroll up and see what's been going on. Dude, that's your birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Corazon. If you're talking about tomorrow or if you're talking about the July 15th, uh, yeah, good. Been there, Father Brian says, yeah. And it's good that Father Brian shared a lot of, has shared a lot of himself on his show. And it's always interesting to listen to. And it's just like uh, my heart goes out to him. Absolutely. Corazon, I've been there from stress. Yeah, and it can get to you. Our, 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 we can only take so much. Our bodies can only take and minds, for that matter, can only take so much. We are human, after all. Anxiety, rashesha. Yeah, and that's the thing, which I didn't discover until much later. Proud of you. It takes a lot to pull yourself together out of that. Thank you, Corazon. Glad to hear you're now with us. Thanks, Chris Unplugged. Six years is a goal for me. Yes, Father Brian. You're well on your way. You're an inspiration. Ah, thanks, Father Brian. Thank you all. It is a sad place to be, Corazon. And you wouldn't wish that. And the thing is, all of us are going to experience stress in our lives. We're going to, you know, my parents are older, um, and I know that, uh, you know, my dad may be listening to this soon. I know that, you know, my parents are going to go through um, their end-of-life scenarios, and that's going to be hard for uh, them, certainly, but everyone involved and, you know, um, life happens, basically. Um, there's things financially that happen to all of us, whether it be needing new vehicles or household repairs that we didn't count on. Uh, I mean, many of us are one missing one paycheck away from being bankrupt, um, you know, so there are just a lot of things in, in life that stress us all out, and we, and we all should recognize that, and I, for, the, for the most part, I believe we, uh, we do. Father Brian, I hope someday to be around drinkers, and yes, I know, and that is hard. 
That is hard for a lot of people. Hey, I know one guy, a friend, who rounding third will know. Uh, he has spent most of his adult life as a non-drinker. But he's an alcoholic. He quit drinking maybe at 20, you know, early 20s, maybe even his late teens. So he has spent, he's a guy a little bit older than me, not much. So he spent... Uh, the majority of his adult life as a non-drinker. Even to this day, he can spend a week going to seven AA meetings. You know, and that says a lot. That's a lot of willpower right there. Luckily, I've been able to do it without AA. Um, I know one guy, a guy I used to work with, who said it was the only way to quit drinking was to go to AA because he was because from his experience, it was the only thing that worked for him. He no longer goes, uh, but he did go for years. But like me, he doesn't have the urge to drink anymore, which is great. It's okay not to be okay. I like that. I should put that on a T-shirt. It's okay not to be okay. I'm going to give a clap for... Uh, little little Jay's just owning it tonight, so we're gonna give a clap for little Jay if I can find my audio effects. Here we go. Let's hear it for little Jay. Here we go. Okay, she's coming in. All right. You're very lucky to have a good support system. I am. I am. One thing I discovered in the psych ward is that some people have family members that have just given up on them. And that's incredibly sad. And I can say that my family members have never, ever given up on me. Bexy, if you're new, Bexy, Bexy, if you're new, uh, welcome. I see rounding third knows who you are. 15th, okay, July 15th, happy birthday. Well, that's also my, uh, it would have been my 20th wedding anniversary uh, this year. So that's, uh, I got married July 15th, 2001. Corazon, I didn't have that support. And that's sad, Corazon. Yeah. Hi, enter the live studio. Let's all say hi to hi. Say it like this. Hi. 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 <laughs> yeah. Hi. Do you think hi still, hi still in here? Good. Hi. Hi. <laughs> my friend Alan, um, he had a bus driver named Gary uh, growing up, and Gary still drives the school bus the last time I knew, like some 40 years later or close to it. But anyway, Alan would look in the mirror as Gary looked up in the rearview mirror. You know how those bus rearview mirrors can see every kid on the bus? And every time Gary did, Alan would go, hi, hi. Hi, Gary. Hi. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. I don't, yeah, that's funny. Okay. All right. Nope, enter the live studio. Hi, Nope. How the heck are you? How the heck are you? Hope. Welcome to the Wicked Awesome Podcast. Yeah. Nope came in, then left. I love how people do that. It's like people come in. I say hi to them. Then they just leave 10 seconds later. It's like, what happened? Did you just like, did you mean to click on like something else? Were you going into one of the Joel Olstein, uh 
of evangelical groups and accidentally clicked on me. Um, does does that happen? Does that type of thing happen? I so I, I sometimes I think I'm an audit. Uh, I'm a accidental uh, thumbprint, if you will. I'm an accidental. Uh, you know, somebody thumbs me and they want to thumb somebody else. Well, well, thumb you. <laughs> Exactly. They're looking for looking for Jesus on Podbean. Uh, something tells me if when, uh, if Jesus comes back to Earth in our lifetime, he's probably not going to do it through a Podbean or any type of app. Uh, that that that's just me. That's just that's just my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know how it, something like that would happen. Uh, I I envision it. Now I'm not. I won't go there. The BS, the PBEA bullshit is back. It's sad fact of this once again heading to a toxic zap. Yeah, the trolls are making Podbean kind of toxic, but I addressed that earlier. But luckily, they seem to be staying. Uh, luckily, I haven't had any trouble tonight with them that I can see. That I can see. Um, uh, one thing I've discovered about Podbean is like if you want a top twenty or a top ten show, it's not about the popularity of your published shows. It's about how many hours you spend on this app in the live room, and just have people come in. They don't even have to stay for long. They just come in, come out, come in. I mean, if and this is no criticism to Milt Dog. I love Milt Dog. And he deserves to be in the top 10, top 20. And I don't even know if it's a motivation of his or not. I've never heard him say it is or isn't. Um, If it is, it's no judgment on him. But what I have discovered is that there are shows that are on six hours a day. And oftentimes you go in and there's really nothing going on. You know, sometimes there's two or three people in the room and the host will try to kind of just provoke conversation with the people in the chat room and somehow they gain points or whatever else. And it's about hours that you accumulate that appears to get you in the top 10 or top 20. And that's not important. uh, And that's never been important for me. Do I want people to listen as many people as possible? Yes. Yes, absolutely. But I mean, I want the show to have some substance to it as well. And the one thing I do like about Podbean is the listeners that are going on right now. I mean, there's 14 people in this room right now, and you're adding a lot to it. And I appreciate that. Father Brian just said you can just buy a top spot. Yeah. So if you have money, you can buy a top spot. And that's not the way to do it. (laughs) Rounding third. I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. What did you say? (laughs) The more microtransactions, the better uh, for your spot. Yeah. And it's like, you know, yeah, that rounding third. I'm going to see rounding third here in a couple weeks. I'm going to see rounding third. Uh, Eric uh, will be there uh, playing music with Eric and Stout. Uh, So, and uh, Sergeant Williams, I hope to see too. I'm going to see a lot of these people that show up in the Podbean Wicked Awesome chat room. I'm going to see these people in person. That's exciting. That's exciting. One of these days, we should have like a, just an international or national, no, international, because this is an internet, just where we just all get together and just have one big party, uh, act like it's a podcast, but just 
be be with one another, man. Be with one another. That would be fun. That'd be great. And Sergeant Williams is coming. Yeah, so this is good. We'll get little Jay. You got to come to Belfast, Maine, sometime from Idaho and join the Mount View Mustang Roundup. You can hang out with us. Same with everyone in the room. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just fly to Maine. Just fly to Maine for the weekend. Everyone can do that, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Just uh, you know, you probably already have summer plans and whatever else. But just like take that third weekend in August off and just come to Maine, hang out with us. It's fun. Yeah, it is. It's a blast. We'd love to have you. Uh, one of our friends now even has a boat. So in Belfast Harbor, uh, before the party really gets going, the pre-party is going to be out on his boat, whether he knows it or not. Um, that it is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bixi says, "I'll drive there. I'll be there by the end of the month." Uh, where are you from, Bixi? If you're comfortable telling, uh, you don't have to. I see uh, on my Instagram, my Kindred and Savvy. Remember her, the young lady from Texas? Remember her? Remember my Kindred and Sa- Savvy episode? I should g- let her know. Oh, you live near Boston? Oh, geez, you can get up here in four hours easily. Easily, yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, I'm going to invite, I'm going to see if Kindred and Savvy is around i'm gonna invite her to the show uh bella's now uh following me on instagram too that's cool and i follow her yeah that's what i'm gonna do okay here we go my show is live if you want to come on my show is live if you want to join We'll see. She just showed up, so. Kindred and Savvy was my hater. Oh, he, oh, really? She texted me and said that she liked your show. Yeah, she didn't text me. She messaged me on uh, the Instagram that night that she came on and we got cut off. Uh, she did find me on Instagram and um, I messaged her, oh, sorry, we got cut off, blah, 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 blah. You can join the Planet ADHD show later. And uh, she never did show up, but yeah. I'll be in Warwick this weekend for a baseball. Is that Warwick, Rhode Island? Uh, rounding third. Isn't that the place where um seemed dead against, uh, yeah. I'll be in Warwick, Rhode Island. Warwick, Rhode Island is where that great white played, and uh, they had a fire, and a lot of people died because of their pyrotechnics. Do you remember that? Remember when that happened? Uh, when the great white. As a firework show set a club on fire and like 89 people died. That was aw- that was that was terrible. Yeah, great great white. Uh, the lead singer. This is funny. Um, I just tell a horrible death story and then I'm going, oh, this is funny. That wasn't funny, but then what I'm about to tell is kind of amusing. Uh, so I like this other podcast. It's a, 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 a record review podcast. I can't remember the name of it. I'll put it in the show notes. I'll find it. Very, very small following, much like this one. And Great White recently put out an album of Led Zeppelin cover songs. 
it's their second volume. They already put out a, one volume of Led, Led Zeppelin covers, and now this is volume two. And anyway, this host of this very, very small podcast uh, somehow got a hold of Jack Russell, the lead singer for Great White, and asked him if he wanted to come on the podcast and be interviewed. And Jack Russell said yes. So I thought that was kind of cool. That was kind of cool. So the lead singer of We All Know Who Great White Is was interviewed by this kind of small-time podcast. It's kind of cool. It makes me wonder if I asked if uh, – I'm going to call Robert – I'm going to – I'm not going to call him. I don't have his phone number. I'm going to get a hold of Robert Plant and see if Robert Plant will be interviewed on this show. I think he would say yes. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? Robert Plant or Mick Jagger. Keith Richards, that would be a freaking dream. If I could get Keith Richards on this show, that'd be wicked awesome. Yeah. That's why we have outswinging doors now. Yeah, in bars, yeah. that They did, um, and that did bring about many regulations that did make sense, so you can't get a... You can't get away with, with that kind of stuff because it is sad. You should be able to go to a club, see the rock band you like, and not die. Uh, uh, typically, that's a good thing. Uh, right. Uh, you can't find me on Instagram. Uh, uh, I'm not going to give out my Instagram information here, and I apologize because it's my own personal name. Um, and it's hard for me to share it with you privately. I'll tell you what. I will type in my uh, Gmail. I'll type in my Gmail email, and I'll email it to you. How about that? If I can remember what my Gmail is. is MattH35 at gmail.com. So if you want to connect with me on Instagram that way, just email me, okay? Because I don't want to announce my full name on here, uh, if you would. That was a scary thing when it happened. Plus, they were dumbasses with the fireworks. Well, they were. You don't set off pyrotechnic shows in a small club. It'd be like, and didn't they? I mean, even they had, like, some sort of low ceiling that was not flame retardant and so that just became you know that became engulfed instantly and an old building probably the framing was lumber as well so yeah it's not it's not good you got to be smart about stuff like that went up quick it went up quick not only to go up quick it went wicked quick yep so yeah um yeah instagram i'll mention again is becoming a good way for us to connect outside of the Podbean, feel free to use it that way. I see many of you are on here. It's a good combination of people that I know in real life and the people that I know here. Um, my Twitter page is, uh, many of you follow me on Twitter as well. That's just, the if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's just the Wicked Awesome Podcast at Matt3571. Um, that's where I do a lot of I, most of my social media stuff. I actually do on Twitter, but uh, rounding third has a lot of fun on the Instagram. Uh, and I just friended Father Brian today, and many of you today, uh, actually Corazon uh, Cubella. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, 
feel free. All right. Yeah, it is great to connect that way because you can actually see what the heck I look like. You can see how pretty I am. Uh, I don't post a lot on, I haven't posted a lot on Instagram, but I will more now that um, I'm getting more followers. I've had an Instagram account for years. I just rarely use it. Uh, my kids use it quite a bit. It's interesting how Facebook is not used by uh, many people. I mean, I have a core group. I mean, I've used Facebook for years. I still use Facebook. Some people are so anti-Facebook that they're never on there, and I respect that. But, I mean, uh, yeah, I use Facebook a lot. I mean, when I message people, I message people on taste, on uh, Facebook as much as I text. Um, that's how I connect with my parents and uh, my kids even. Actually, I just go through a Facebook Messenger. But then uh, if you, a lot of my funny, just obnoxious stuff I'll post on Facebook. I don't get into the political stuff as much as I used to because it's pointless. Uh, if I'm advertising band things uh, or Zumba classes, I use Facebook for that. So for general announcements. So Facebook is pretty much just people I know in real life. That's what it comes, that's what it boils down to. Twitter, I know nobody in real life other than two people. Two people out of uh, 150 and growing. And that's no joke. And Instagram is about half and half. But that's uh, the way it stands there. Uh, Praven Carilla, uh, 70, entered the live studio. Never done Facebook. Uh, Facebook is de basically dead. Yeah, well, it, it seems to be. Um, and Twitter, it, it's hard to get people to respond on Twitter, but when you do, it can get really uh, interesting. It is a good way to kind of connect with other podcasters, get on their shows, which uh, that's happening. So that's good. And that's one way to grow uh, your own podcast, too, is to go on other people's shows. Definitely. Definitely. Um, if they'll if they'll have you. I try to get on to music. Uh, shows mostly, uh, maybe uh, the token movie review show here or there. Yeah. Yeah. Twitter's fun for the podcast. Definitely, Father Brian. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good. You can post your audiograms there and everything else. Yeah. All right. Geez, I hate to go. I'll keep it going for a little bit. I have 20 minutes before I have to end this and I can keep it going. Uh, if you have any topics you'd like me to talk about, I will talk about them. We can talk about TV shows. We can talk about movies. We can talk about goings on. Uh, probably, uh, yes, yeah, so we should talk about uh, talk about Shakira. I'll talk about Shakira. Yeah, you know. Well, one thing is uh, uh, Shakira. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I bet she could do that. I bet she could do what they're doing in that video that's been shared there. Uh, you know, that the butt Hulu belly dancing thing. I bet Shakira could do that because, as we know, uh, her hips don't lie. And, uh, you know, so if her hips don't lie, I bet her hips can make her butt wiggle like that. And I'm not saying that in the perverted old man sense. Actually, she's not that much younger than me. Um, 
So I'm just saying that in a actual physical admiration thing. It's just like, you know, again, what amazes me most is that these people, these, these women can do that, you know, uh, in sync. It's like, holy cow, how do you do that, man? It's like, uh, one thing about, I didn't watch any of the Olympics, and I feel bad about that. I get the highlights every now, and I feel bad that I miss you know, all the Olympic events this year. One thing I did uh, re-watch, it was a funny commentary by one of the comedians that was trending on uh, Twitter, was the... Uh, those swimmers, what do you call them? Why am I having a hard time using this word? The synchronous swimmers? I guess that's what you say. You know, it's like when they go head down into the water and their legs are up in the air out of the water and they're doing all these things, I'm thinking to myself, holy cow, I could not stay underwater for that long, uh, let alone do that stuff with my legs. There's no way I could do that. And they do it in the same timing and movements is everyone else? Holy cow. I mean, I, I would have drowned at least four times. And then I, I, I'm not going to be thinking about moving my legs. And I'm going to be worried about, I can't do even a handstand in the water anymore because water goes in my nose. And then I got to deal with that. And it's a funny feeling. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. That funny kind of commentary uh, on the, yeah, Chris saw it. That funny commentary that that comedian did. Uh, was really funny, really funny. It's just, yeah, I mean, ad, admirable. And it's like, uh, and we're speaking about this hula butt wiggle thing. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm saying that uh, admiration and uh, no, no, I can't do that in my Zumba class. I mean, I have a hard enough time learning the Zumba songs and routines that I, I do, I, I do. Um, it's, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, my Zumba sensei has been a big help because I still do stuff wrong, even with the routines I try to teach. It's funny because when I'm teaching a class, uh, my Zumba sensei is there and when I'm moving in the class, doesn't quite get it. You know, I'm in front of the class, I'm teaching the class. I'll see one or two students look over to Zumba sensei and see what she's doing and they'll try to follow what she's doing instead of me and i'm thinking to myself hey don't do that don't look at zumba sensei look at me look at me what i'm doing but they're looking at zumba sensei because they know that zumba sensei is doing it perfectly where i am still uh, learning i'm still a zumba instructor in training but i'm getting better i'm getting better man I'm getting better Look, I always look, I yes, round, yes, rounding third, yes, uh, whatever that means, rounding third, absolutely, yeah, yeah, all right, karate kid, yeah, you know, f that karate kid and Cobra Kai stuff, seriously, I'm listening to people out there, I'm gonna be a cynical jerk for a minute, bear with me. Um, I never did like the Karate Kid. Elizabeth Shue was in the Karate Kid, and I had my Elizabeth Shue story. Yes, I did. Anyway, I uh, didn't like it when it came out. I liked Mr. Miyagi. That was it. Didn't like anybody else. Didn't like it. Sorry. Didn't like it. 
And now that this uh, TV show has come out, I mean, I think I watched two episodes because everyone's like, oh, you got to watch Cobra Kai. Oh, it's just so good. It's just so good. It's just like, it brings me back to that time of the 80s. And just, oh, it's just so, oh, it's just so wonderful. And I'm like, all right, all right. So I watched one full episode and I'm linking, okay, okay. Am I supposed to be laughing at this because it's so bad? Then I got most of the way through the second one. And I'm like, you got to be kidding. This show is terrible. This show is god awful. And I'm listening to a podcast today and they're talking about it. I mean, it's talked about all the time. Oh, season four just can't come out soon enough. Oh, just get that Cobra Kai. And it's like, really? What am I missing in the whole Cobra Kai thing? Uh, the whole Karate Kid thing? I, 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 don't, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. We'll have to trade ES stories. Uh, Karate Kid, I have one too. We'll have to trade ES stories. I'm confused. I'm confused. See, this is where I'm confused. I process information slowly. I talk. I go back. I read stuff in the chat room, and I get confused. It happens. I have my arms up in the air right now. I get confused. I do, and I apologize. Oh, you have an Elizabeth story. Okay, we'll have to trade Elizabeth shoe stories. Okay, all right. Well, you know, Rounding Third grew up with me and with Elizabeth Shoe coming to Maine every summer. I'm sure he has a story. Mm -hmm. Another celebrity that used to summer in the same town was Chris Elliott, you know, that comedian. Chris Elliott, he was in Everybody Loves Raymond and was also had a bigger role in uh, Schitt's Creek. Yeah, he used to come to Maine every summer. Yeah. yeah. You met you met Elizabeth Shue in Frankfort? Did you really? Did you meet her in the quarry? Wow, I gotta hear this story. Of course, he doesn't call in. Okay, this could this would be a great introduction to you all to hear rounding third's voice uh he could his inaugural voice coming out if you will could be this elizabeth shoe story yeah yeah i'm not telling this story live Ooh, it's a good one wow no effing way he says all right i can't wait to hear this one you know okay i can't wait I can't wait to hear this Elizabeth Shoe story. Yeah. Yeah. At round and third, he slipped up the other night. Who slipped up? Did I slip up? I did slip up with the Father Brian interview. Father Brian, when I interviewed him, he was perfect. No profanity whatsoever. And I was the one that slipped up. Oh, Roundin was talking? You heard Roundin talking? <laughs> Although, so, so we got a little bit of his voice. It's like if you ever watch Cheers, not back in the day, Norm's wife, Vera. He always talked about Vera, but you never got to see Vera. Then there was one episode, it was advertised, oh, we get to see Vera this episode. is a Thanksgiving episode. And so at the end of the show, somebody throws a pie because they have this big food fight at this Thanksgiving feast. And the pie hits Vera in the face as she is about to, right as she's about to enter the room. So Norm 
introduces everyone to Vera as she has this pie in her face. So the only time we got to meet Vera was when she had a whole pie in her face. So that's what happened there. All right. Okay, it's 10 minutes till Planet ADHD. So I think what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to give you all a break from my wonderful, lovely podcast. Very active, uh, very active room tonight. Incredibly active. It's great. Uh, Wicked Awesome, you'll have to remind me about the story. I'll remind you. When I see you in person, you're going to tell me that Elizabeth Shoe story. Absolutely. Yeah, she's going to become, I bet I I wonder if I asked Elizabeth Shue to come onto my podcast to be interviewed, would she? Oh, man, I'm going to ask. I'm just going to tell a backstory about where I'm from, and the whole interview will be about her summers in Maine. I bet she would come on. I bet she would. I bet she would. I'm going to try. Rounding third, want me to call her? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Good. Thank you, Corazon, for uh, joining the room. You have a great night as well. All right. <laughs> uh, thank you all for joining the Wicked Awesome Podcast. This is Matt, aka Brother Wicked. Jeez, uh, I'm trying to be all smooth here. Thank you for listening. And if you are listening to the published episode thank you for listening as well and until next time please listen to the cure disintegration review which will be the next episode i love you all and have a good evening and good rest of your week